Welcome to The Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region, The Marcus Warren Show. I am your host, financial advisor, tax and road agent, and author of the retirement and tax playbooks, Marcus Warren. And I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday. And to my left, I am joined by our resident tax professional, D. How you doing, D? Hello and happy Sunday. And remember that if you miss any parts of the show and you want to catch up on anything that you missed, all you have to do is subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, throughout the show... We will be offering our Retirement Rescue Game Plan, which is a physical packet of information that can help you rescue your retirement from all the risks that threaten your nest egg once you are close and in retirement. Now, you may be asking yourself, what do you get in that game plan? And what you get is you get a copy of my two books, a few different financial reports, and access to my webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement, and you can simply order that by going to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. Go to the site, put in your information, and that Retirement Rescue Game Plan will be delivered free of charge to your front door. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. All right, so um, we have a lot to uh, a lot to cover today. Um, and, uh, and that's because there is uh, a lot going on still uh, with the market. So uh, let's just go ahead and jump into Money Matters. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money, All right. Uh, well, you know, another, uh, another Money Matters segment. And... Here we go again. So we are seeing less than favorable signs in our economy. And of course, that's affecting your investments in the market. Everything's pretty much down and people are starting to panic or have panicked. So should you panic? Um, And I say, no, you shouldn't panic. I am here to calm you down. You know, this is uh, Dr. Marcus uh, Warren, uh, self-proclaimed psychiatrist in all things uh, money. Hey, by the way, uh, D, um, you know, there used to be a uh, Dr. Marcus Welby. Um, it was a TV show um, way back, I think, in the, um, what was it, the early, maybe mid, I guess early uh, 70s. Okay. Anyway, he would... Uh, he specialized in medicine. It was on like ABC or something like that. Anyway, I digress, but. Was he like a psychiatrist? Was he like a Frasier? No, he no, no. He wasn't. He was actually, he's actually a, a medical doctor. Oh. He's not like Dr. Marcus Warren, self-proclaimed money psychiatrist. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so the bottom line is this, folks. Uh, we've been through bad econo- economic times before. Uh, so many times in our lives, really, it, it's it's hard to count them, but. What I want to do today is I want to give you some insights that I think will help you and help you see that, one, things are probably not as bad as you might perceive them to be, and two, 
if you're a client of ours, uh, hopefully I'm going to give you even more reason to uh, have some, uh, we'll call it solace uh, in your life. But before I dive into this, um, um, we generally have a, a disclaimer at, at, at the end, but uh, for uh, folks who are listening uh, and I'm not your advisor, uh, or you know, maybe I am, maybe you listen, maybe I am your advisor, but either way, you know, what we talk about here is informational, uh, it's education, it's not specific advice. Um, obviously, I'd be more than happy to, to talk with uh, anyone uh, specifically to find out their uh, individual situation. Uh, but please just know that this is information only. So, um, by the way, if you do want to reach out to me, just like I said earlier, you can go to warrenwealth.net and my calendar pops up and uh, we can set up a, a quick 15 minute phone call. Um, and then we can see if uh, we're a good fit and uh, how we can help. Anyway, um, so um, what I did is uh, I've gone back and uh, I've been doing this now for uh, over 20 years, uh, helping clients with uh, their money and their overall financial planning, uh, retirement planning and tax planning situations. Uh, I've written about it uh, and I've written a lot about these uh, bad economic times. So we've had uh, 2000 right? The internet tech bubble burst in uh, 2000, 2001, 2002. Of course, we had the uh, mortgage uh, financial crisis and things of that nature in 2008. And then of course, 2020, we had the, um, uh, the virus, the, the vid, the pandemic, right? Uh, and there have been uh, a number of, of themes that come out of those. And uh, I want to emphasize these things to you because I think that they can be very Useful. So the first thing I want to tell you is that contrary to what you think, when markets drop, it's not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, depending on where you are in your life cycle, it could be a great thing. Um, if, if you're still working and you're still saving, you know what? You probably want markets to go down. You, you do want markets to go down. Why is that? Well, because you can buy more shares at a cheaper price. It's just logic. Uh, the things I want, uh, uh, the things that you, you may have wanted to invest in have just uh, gone on sale. And so uh, why wouldn't you want them to go down in price? It is a buying opportunity. You know, of course, assuming that they come back, which, by the way, has generally always been the case in relation to the general stock market. Now, if you're retired, you may view that differently. Uh, but if you're retired, hopefully you're rebalancing your portfolio. So that when, say, stocks drop, you can move money from your fixed income, whatever it might be, be whatever it might be, uh, bonds into stocks. And you know what you're doing? You're buying them at a cheaper price. So uh, I refuse to say that this is uh, bad news. Uh, I just don't buy it. it it's, a, it's an opportunity, like every opportunity. So when markets are going up, and when they're going up really strong, I tell my clients all the time, pump the brakes, relax. Eventually, you're going to have to give up some of those gains. I don't know when. Uh, by the way, if I did, you know, have that crystal ball and knew when markets were uh, going up, knew when they were going to turn, I wouldn't even have to have clients because I would do it all myself and I would make a lot of money and I'd be good to go. But we don't know these things. So uh, we have, what we have to do is you have to balance these emotions that you have now. If you, don't do, if you don't do that, then your emotions can lead you down a very dangerous path. 
Um, so here's another th- thing that I uh, that I want to point out. Um, again, I- I'm just gonna I'm just going back and I'm looking uh, at, at things that uh, I've said in the past and I've written in the past, and I say a lot on this uh, on this uh, on this show. Investments uh, and the stock market, really, just like life, it's not linear. You know, look back at your life. Uh, chances are, if I was to ask you to tell me about your life, you would pretty much give me the highlight. Um, and by the way, thank goodness for, goodness for that because I don't have time for all the other minutia stuff. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, you would tell me where you were born, whether you're married. You might tell me where you met your spouse. If you have kids, uh, you might tell me uh, a little bit about that. You would tell me maybe about your career. But what you probably wouldn't tell me uh, is probably all the bad things that happened in your life. You know, bad moments with your parents, bad decisions you made, bad moments with your kids, illnesses. You probably wouldn't do that. It's just not uh, people's way of, of doing that. But you did have those moments. And, they're, uh, and they are part of who you are. And uh, sometimes uh, that the bad things happen when good things are happening, right? But life, just like markets, they are not linear. So if you look at the performance of any uh, investment time frame, right, 10-year, 20-year, 30-year time period, you're going to see lots of peaks and valleys. But you may notice that it's upward sloping. And unfortunately, we have to accept the declines. If you don't accept the declines, you cannot uh, assure yourself that there's going to be uh, these these increases because that's you know when when generally the market goes down it goes back up and then vice versa right now we were in this thir- we were in this thirteen year market run of the market just going up and up and up and just like I said there are peaks which we were at and now it may look like we're headed down uh, a valley right and if you think that there's a market timing model out there that exists I got news for you. It doesn't. There is no proprietary algorithm that uh, anyone has that can time the market. And if you have an advisor or a planner who does, uh, I would run, run as fast as you can. So um, anyway, I digress. So I had a a close friend uh, the other day. Um, uh, He goes, he says, I'm, I'm not going to time the market, Marcus, but I'm thinking about going into cash. Uh, and I said, well, then basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to uh, time the market um, because he's not going to know when to get back in or when things go up again. He is allowing emotions to get in the way. Now, fortunately for him, uh, uh, he has uh, hopefully a, a good advisor. Uh, it's, it's not me. Um, by the way, I try not to... Uh, be the advisor of, of, of close friends. It can change the relationship a little bit. Um, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. Now, now don't get me wrong. I've, I've had, uh, clients who have become friends, but that wasn't how the, uh, the relationship began anyway. But, uh, his advisor basically told him the logic that I tell my clients, which is look, the money or the income that you need in the short term, that is what needs to be protected. The money you have in equities or the stock market, that is what is for the long term. Uh, and another thing that uh, I think is worth pointing out uh, to, uh, to the listeners there is if you've ever gone through a, um, a medical procedure, um, I had a, a good friend who uh, had knee surgery. Um, by the way, I'm at that age now where, um, 
I'm in uh, some basketball leagues, church basketball leagues, and uh, you know we're a bunch of uh, old men out there running around um, trying to relive our high school or our college days, uh, but we uh, but we can't. We try, but we can't. And so there's a lot of turned ankles and uh, torn ACLs. You know, we're not as young and spry as we used to be. Anyway, um, uh, this guy, uh, my friend, uh, he's, he's, um, uh, he's, he's a tough guy. He, 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 it's tough to do, but he makes me look uh, a little soft, which is, as, as uh, do you, you, you should know over there that it's tough to make Marcus look soft. Um, anyway, but um, he's had a lot of trouble with that knee, and he was trying to fight, having the surgery, but he did. And, of course, he tells me that, you know what, uh, a week after his surgery, he says uh, um, he underestimated, uh, um, you know, the time frame uh, for, for recovery. And he says this recovery is bad. Um, that didn't mean that he didn't uh, go through the recovery um, and make it through the recovery because he did, um, you know, like a, like a champ. Uh, but there were moments when he had doubt um, where the pain of the recovery from that knee surgery, uh, where it was greater than the pain he had before that knee surgery. Um, and that's basically true of a lot of medical procedures. Uh, things generally get worse before they get better. And it is true with investing as well. You have to understand that. And so what we're going to do in the next segment is we're going to continue to talk about this market how it uh, is a roller coaster ride for everyone, and what you can do to make sure that you don't make the wrong decision at the wrong time. You are listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Oh, yeah. What you got playing here? All right, so um, this is Marky Mark, a.k.a. Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> and the Funky Bunch. Yes, and the Funky Bunch. Can't forget them. Um, this is Good Vibrations. The uh, song came out in 1991. Wow. That's right. Number one in the U.S. Really? Yeah, number 14 oh, in the gosh. U.K. Look at that. Okay. Yeah, little Marky Mark. A.K.A. Mark Wahlberg. You know, his brother Donnie was in the uh, New Kids on the Block. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, there you go. Musical family? Oh, well. <laughs> you call this music. Um, we're playing this. Why? Oh, it's his birthday. Oh, it's his birthday today. What is it? 52? Happy birthday, Marky Mark. 51 today. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I did like that movie he did with um, uh, Spider-Man. Um, I forgot what it was called. Uncharted. It was most recent. Oh, Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland, Uncharted. There you go. All right, welcome back to the show, The Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your retirement rescue game plan. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. Now, in that retirement rescue game plan, you will receive a packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risks that threaten your nest egg. We are talking about market risk, inflation risk, and most importantly, tax rate risk. You got to protect your hard-earned money from the IRS. Once again, all you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. All right, so I was talking um, about this current market environment and talking about how these things are normal and that, uh, you know, we have peaks, we have valleys. Talked about a friend who had knee surgery 
um, and that, you know, he had to get through the, <clears throat> get through the medical procedures and that things generally, you know, get worse before they get better. And it is true with investing as well. You know, I would really love to assure clients that, uh, oh, no, uh, every year is going to be the land of, of milk and honey, uh, balloons and roses, but it's not. Uh, we're going to go through difficult times, and the key is to stick through them. You can't panic, and you can't give in. So I, I say this uh, as an advisor. When, when I work with clients, <clears throat> I don't really care what their year-to-year return is. I mean, I want it to be as high as possible. Don't get me wrong, but I know that I cannot control that, right? Um, the market is going to do what the market does. The market goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. All we can plan for is to make sure that we have their portfolios allocated based on their risk profile. Now, what I do want to make sure that I can do as an advisor is I want to make sure that they can live the life that they're currently living and more importantly, not run out of money. That's it. And whether that means they end up uh, dying with a million dollars, $5 million, $50 million, um, it doesn't matter because I know that I can't control what the market does. Um, But what I can do is that I can advise them in a way that even through difficult markets, they can get through them and maintain their standard of living. That is assuming, of course, if they follow the plan, right? The amount of money that you have when you die, really, it's not meaningful. I mean, it's not. And you know what? If you want to have a certain amount of money at your death, that's fine. And there are strategies that we implement to assure that regardless of what the markets do, that you're going to be fine if you want to pass on money to a le- leave a legacy, estate planning, things of that nature. But like I said, we want to control what we can control. And that is making sure that you have enough money in retirement and also, by the way, that you are paying uh, the minimal amount of taxes that you can do. Now, here's another thing that uh, I always try to point out. Um, Years like this, by the way, especially to my clients, years like this, we have already factored them into your plan. We knew that there's always going to be bad years, uh, maybe even a few bad years. And that isn't a surprise. We know that it's going to happen. And we built it, and we build it into the strategy. So for the clients out there, they know not to get too worried. As a matter of fact, over the course of this year, as the markets have been volatile, you know, we don't get a lot of calls into our office, people panicking, simply because we've worked it into the plan. We're one of the few advisory firms, uh, really, I don't even know how many do this, that when we sit down and we're building a plan, we uh, give clients an expectation of what their portfolio can lose. Because a lot of times, I know when I first started out as a broker, and one of the things that uh, uh, we always do is talk about how much uh, money we can make someone, right? How big that rate of return is going to be. And then, at least for me as a quick young broker still wet behind the ears, I quickly learned that uh, you can't uh, build uh, your business on always talking about uh, knocking it out of, the, out of the park and hitting home runs for clients because you don't have any control uh, over that. 
you got to understand this, that markets are, markets move on news, right? And we know that news is unpredictable. And because of that, markets are unpredictable. And so you can't hang your hat on acting like you know what's going to happen in the market. And so we build that into uh, our strategies here. And, you know, so, you know, so we tell our clients not to get worried during time, times like this. Again, it's like I said, it's like surgery. There are certain surgeries where the doctor's like, hey, you might get an infection, but don't worry about it because we know that that happens. They say, you know what, we're going to give you this medication and you might get a little sick to your stomach. But you know what? We know about that, right? Uh, they know that there may be some pain and some discomfort when they're doing things because it's part of their plan, right? And same with us. It's part of the plan. So anyway, um, I'm not going to say that it is easy, though, because it's not. Pain is never easy. Um, but that's why we're here. We're here to help you work through it, especially our clients. And if you're not getting that type of help, then you need to find it. And if you work with us and we're not giving that help, just let us know. Um, Dee and I talked this, this, uh, this last past week, and our plan is to continue to monitor things, as we always do, but monitor it, uh, mo- monitor the, the market and the economy uh, through the summer. And uh, when we have our annual client reviews, which you generally do in the fall, that's when we'll sit down and we'll go over their entire plan, their investment plan, their income plan, their retirement, their, their tax plan. Why? It's because we want to make sure that our clients have peace of mind knowing that we expect these types of markets because I don't want them to uh, act illogically, right? I want them to be logical and I want them to not get uh, emotional. Because moments like uh, this, you know, cause people to make uh, bad decisions. And my advice to, to the listeners and to clients and things of that nature is that this is normal, right? This is normal. So um, it's like this. It's like, you know, I'm sitting here or we're, we're sitting here in Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, however you want to say it. Um, and it's going to be a hot day today. Uh, temperatures will probably be in the high to mid 80s. Uh, and, you know, of course, because we're in the month of June uh, and that's normal. But you know what? A few days ago, it was gloomy and it was in the 60s. You know what? But that's uh, that's the way it is because that's normal. Heck, tomorrow, it could be 54 degrees, right? And you know what? That's normal. That's the range of expectations that we have here uh, with the weather. Um, you had a saying the other day about, yeah, we can experience all four seasons in one day here. There you go. There you go. Now, if I were to say, you know, it's going to be 32 degrees in August, you know, that may be abnormal, but, uh, really how long would that be likely to hold? Right. Not very long at all. It's the same thing with your money. Understand that what's going on right now, this is a normal process. You don't have to like it, but it is part of the process. And if you're not willing to go through it, then just get out entirely, right? Because otherwise, I fear that you're going to make some very serious mistakes. I feel that you're going to get out and take a loss, then get back in, and then jump out and take another loss. Don't do that. Don't do that. You have to stay focused. 
you have to stay logical. And by the way, that is a lot easier said than done. And if you're not getting the type of advice, you need to get that advice. Get somebody who is willing to work with you the difficult times, through the difficult times, someone who's not going to hide. You know, we don't hide from anyone. We want our clients to understand the process, and you need to understand the process. Uh, So what we're going through right now, you got the high inflation, high gas prices, uh, interest rates rising, uh, stock prices dropping, and... Um, you know, we've, we, we, we've had a great run up for the last 13 years, right? The, the, the Dow Jones was in the mid 30, 30 thousands. I mean, um, and so it's naturally going to give some of that back. Um, and I just want to emphasize that this is all part of, uh, the way that the, uh, the markets work, right. And it's okay. Um, you know, I always say, you know, if you, if, if uh, listeners have any questions for me, just like I said, you don't have, you don't, don't hesitate to reach out. You can go to, uh, that warrenwealth.net, uh, schedule that quick 15 minute phone call. Uh, we can, uh, hopefully, uh, give you some peace of mind if you're not working with someone, uh, you know, maybe you do need some guidance if you are working with someone and they are not, um, uh, talking about these things and, um, uh, helping you out, then that is what we are here for. We do retirement planning, uh, investment management, income planning, all of those things. But more importantly, we do tax planning. We are tax experts up in here. And as a matter of fact, coming up next, we are going to have D's Tax Corner. You are listening to The Marcus Warren Show. Oh, yeah. So um, we're going all, well, we had uh, Wahlberg earlier, Marky Mark, Mark, and now we got Donnie Wahlberg with New Kids on the Block. Um, This song came out in uh, 1989. All right. It's called Hanging Tough. Okay. New Kids on the Block. One of the, uh, that's when the boy band phase started coming back, you know? Hanging tough. Number one in the U.S. and number one in the U.K. All right. There you go. Okay. And, uh, and I know you uh, really enjoy this song. I can tell by the look on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's great. Really good. Anyway, welcome back to the show, The Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your retirement rescue game plan. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. And a physical packet of information with a copy of my two books, some financial reports, and access to a webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement will be delivered free of charge to your front door. Once again, all you have to do to get that retirement rescue game plan. Oh, and by the way, we know a lot of retirements are requiring some uh, a lot of rescue in these days. So don't pass up that offer. WarrenWealth.net. Get your retirement rescued all right you know what it's time for hey real quick yeah quick fun fact about mr donnie Wahlberg. yes i'll bring it back full circle so in 1991 he was charged with first degree arson for setting fire 
right here in good old Louisville, Kentucky at the Sealback Hotel. There you go. Authorities say that he uh, basically spilled some vodka in the hallway and then set it on fire because that's just what you do when, when you're in a boy band, right? Yes, yeah, when you're uh, yeah, trying to rebel, trying to be a... Uh, um, a rock star. Yeah. He didn't like being in that boy band phase. He, you know, he had to be the bad boy of the boy band. There always has to be a bad boy. Okay. Always, okay. Yeah, you know, you're right. You know. You're right. AJ. AJ, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the Backstreet, Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys, AJ. Um, NSYNC was, uh, heck, that's a good one. They were all kind of innocent. Lance Bass. Was he oh. the bad boy? No. They were all kind of <laughs> innocent. Yeah, he's a bad boy. All right. All right, um, anyway, let's get into some uh, D's Tax Corner. Because I'm the tax man. Yeah, I'm the tax man. Or woman. All right, so I've got a quick question. You got a cash app? Yeah, I have, I have them all. I have uh, cash app. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Venmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really it. Zelle is kind of a cash app, but not... Really, not really, not right? Really, mm-hmm. and yep. I tell you what, I tell you um, something that 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 that's pretty smart is the fact that you know we talk about cash apps, yes, and the fact that cash app they name themselves cash app, yes, and so you know when you ask people, do you have cash app? It's a lot of people think, oh yeah, no, I have Venmo, right? Which they're all cash app applications. Yeah. I think that was it's a like uh, become a it's become the noun. It's, it's for, pretty good. But it wasn't before, but I I knew about Zelle and Venmo before Cash App was the last one that I actually signed up for. Yeah. And now it seemed like the one, I still use Venmo, but it seems like Cash App is the one that I use um, the most to, Well, I I send my my 13-year-old daughter mm -hmm. um, money, of course, um, my kids, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. and then, you know, paying people back for stuff. Well, hey, listen up. The IRS is finally catching up to the 21st century, kind of. Beginning this year, 2022, they are requiring digital payment platforms like Cash App, the ones you named, Venmo, PayPal, to begin... Oh, yeah. PayPal might have been the original original Cash App, but not really. Right. Yeah. It was kind of a platform for payments. Yeah. Which was was a Cash App. Yeah. Yeah, So... Really was kind of the original one. Anyways, yeah. uh, requiring all the digital <laughs> payment platforms to re- begin reporting payments that people receive in excess of just six hundred dollars per year. Now, previously these limits were a lot higher. Uh, it used to be that businesses and individuals would receive a ten ninety nine k, which is a payment card and third party network transactions. For th- that was mainly when for credit cards. So I right? think credit cards, yes, but also any any sort of digital payments if. I received you received payments of twenty thousand dollars per year or more, and you completed more than two hundred transactions per year. So, any small businesses or sole proprietors who uh, did not meet those thresholds yeah. did not receive that ten ninety nine k, and likely there was some unreported income. So now the American Rescue Plan made changes to these regulations. Cash App networks uh, are required to issue those ten ninety nine forms to any user that meets that threshold. Now. These apply to individuals, partnerships, LLCs, and corporations. So, so what you're saying is, um, when you just said that last statement, it, it yes. partnerships. So, if, as I was saying, you know, you go to, you have a group of friends. Yes. You all go to, um, you know, uh, the Chili's or the Applebee's up the street, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you one person throws down their credit card and pays it. 
and you everybody decides to cash app that person their portion of the meal. Yes. You're saying that, uh, say it was a big meal, and that meal was well over 600 bucks, and that yes. person received, say, $1,000 from being paid back for, for paying for, for foot, footing the bill. Man, they now, went all out at that Applebee's. Yes, they did. I mean, I'm telling you, you can get them, them, them riblets. Mm-hmm. Them riblets, uh, okay. you know, that's, that's not too bad. Sure. And that, yeah. uh, what else? What else you got there? You got the, those, those. Uh, you can get the combo platter with the, the chicken strips and the riblets. Okay. And that's pretty good. Yikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, um, so you get $1,000. So you're saying over 600 bucks. So that person would get a 1099 K from Venmo or, or cash app. Not necessarily. So f- the first thing is it's, it's transactions for the year. So regardless if it's one transaction in one time versus 85 transactions throughout the year, as That's long as it's over that $600, yep. Add it all up as long as it's over that $600. Now it is intended for business purposes. So this is intended, um, because you're supposed to report income that you earn from providing a service or selling a product, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it, it's, if, say, maybe hairstylists or barbers who might get paid uh, via some of these digital payment platforms, or if you're selling some products for, you know, on eBay or Amazon and you get paid through one of these payment providers. Well, everyone or, gets paid through, through um, like a cash app or something like that. And I'm just wondering, like, so, you know, so... Because number one, Venmo. Let's talk about Venmo. Yes. First of all, Venmo um, is if you don't hit that private feature. Yes. You know anybody in, in your contacts, you see all the money that's going and being uh, sent between all you, all of your friends or whatever that may be. And um, you know, I know a lot of people. I've seen you know a lot of those same names come up. You know, mm-hmm. for for this, for that, for mm-hmm. whatever it may be, for you know reimbursement, for gas, for. Uh, food, whatever it for whatever it is, and if they get a ten ninety nine k, and they're like, well, wait a minute, I you know I was just reimbursing yeah, friends for yes. food and gas and stuff like what, that. What do they do? Do they have to get in contact with Venmo or whoever that Cash App is and say, hey, this you need to get this out of, out of here because the whole what what people need to understand, what people, what the listeners need to understand is when the IRS knows everything. Yes. Right, because your employer or a merchant or a cash app, whatever it may be, whenever you receive that W two, that ten ninety nine, whatever it is, it is all it is not just going to you. It is also going to the IRS. So you're talking about getting this ten ninety nine K. So you get that ten ninety nine K, you can't just say, Huh, twelve hundred dollars. No, I'm not I'm throwing that I'm throwing that away because that was basically stuff and reimbursements and whatever it was from friends and family throughout the year so you can't just throw that 1099k away you can't now because like you said the IRS gets reported that information too now if it is for personal expenses both uh, Venmo and Cash App they do have uh, feet uh, I guess toggles that at least Venmo has a toggle that lets you say if it's if it's for a product or service or if it's personal transaction cash app has uh, separate apps for right. business and personal and so that's a way that some of these digital payment providers are trying to differentiate between um, what's a personal transaction and what's a business transaction because so, the personal transactions are not taxable if you're reimbursing uh, your friends uh, for uh, paying for something or if you know if you're paying your roommate, you know, your portion of the rent via cash app, then that's not taxable because you're not, it's not a business transaction. Right. And how do, what I'm saying is that's tough to, to figure out because I mean, if I 
clean houses for a living, um, then I set up my own, cash you know, app. my own mm-hmm. cash app, and I just have people send it to Marcus Warren, uh, housekeeper extraordinaire. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not an LLC. I'm not anything. They can just send it to me in my personal bank account. Yeah. So I'm well, good because I won't get a 1099K. You, uh, you, it won't be reported to the IRS, but you still have to pay taxes on it. Okay. Um, so you've got to you've got to be the honest person there and report right. that yourself. I mean, r- really, our, our whole tax system is the honor system. Yes. Honestly, really, is the honor system. But uh, um, I'm just wondering how they differentiate that, and you know, you know, because you know they're not sending 1099. I would assume they're not sending 1099 ks to everyone, uh, but uh, but at the same time, <clears throat> at the, you know, in, in, in the in the same uh, you know thought thought pattern, it's like well. You know, if I mow lawns or if somebody, I mean, I, I know this. I, I have someone who, who comes in and they'll tidy up my house every now and again. Mm-hmm. I pay her mm-hmm. cash app. Yeah. I don't pay her LLC or whatever it's called or whatever. Yeah. I have a guy who uh, mows my lawn. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and I just pay him on a cash, cash app. Cash app, yeah. So, yes. and I'm sure they're probably not, I'm just not their only customer. So, they're flying under the radar. By the way, not uh, maliciously, I bet. They're just thinking, hey, I got a cash app, and this is the way it is. Yes. So I'm wondering if they're going to just do a catch-all, and then you'll just have to send it back to uh, Venmo and say, no, this wasn't. There's uh, there's always the um, concept of something, and then there's the reality of how something actually works. Right. So conceptually, they're, they're supposed to differentiate. Um, cash app, at least, has said if you have a personal cash app versus a business one, then you won't get that 1099. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's a way to differentiate that. Of course, your the kid who mows your lawn could have a personal cash app. He may not have set it up as a business. So that yeah. won't get reported, even though it is reportable or taxable income. Um, and then Venmo supposedly lets you toggle between, you know, well, whether that, well, it's you a would have to set personal. it up. And but you would, uh, well, it's not a specific toggle as far as, um, Bank account, right? You're saying a toggle. No, just it's like just like a, a you're, you're oh, like classifying a, oh. the transaction between it's this is for personal transaction or this is for a product or service that I provided. Gotcha. Yes. All right. Well, and now, funnily enough, just real quick, oh. Zell, um, which you mentioned they earlier, don't they don't count. They're claiming that they're not, they don't actually handle settlements of funds. They're just kind of the messenger between two different bank accounts. So they're like, we're not sending any 1099. Sorry, IRS. There you go. Time to, for me to sign up for a Zelle account. Thank you, D. Because I'm the tax man. Yeah, I'm the tax man. Or woman. All right, coming up next, we'll have news you can use and news you can't use. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. You know, I feel that you play a lot of uh, boy band music, yeah. like, on the show, mm-hmm. you know? This keep telling me you want me. This happens to be 98 degrees. What's wrong with boy bands? Nothing. I like Deep boy bands. But there you go. Oops. No this one, uh, right. it's called Give Me Just One Night. Una Noche in Espanol. Hey. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so this song came out in 2000. Yeah. 22 years ago. That's right. 
And uh, number one, no, number two in the U.S. Mm-hmm. There you go. Nick Lachey and the rest of the dudes. There you go. Um, all right. Welcome back to the show, the Marcus Warren Show. And everyone knows what it is time to get into. It is time to get into some news you can use. I'm still laughing over here at Nick Lachey and the rest of the dudes. <laughs> um, all right, so you might have noticed something extra on your restaurant bill recently. That's because rather than raising menu prices, restaurants are using new fees and surcharges to combat inflation. Oh, I was complaining about that. There was one restaurant that I was at mm-hmm. that, and tell me if other restaurants are following suit. Yeah. Charging you the credit card swipe fees. Yeah. They are. Passing along credit card swipe fees, uh, other non-cash adjustments, quote-unquote fuel surcharges. Oh, have well, been- yeah, I've seen those. That's insane. My, yes. the guy, Like I said, the guy who mows my lawn yes. charges me a fuel surcharge. Yes, well, he's economical. Uh, industry analysts are saying this wave of surcharges is mostly being driven by restaurants trying to keep up with the cost of inflation. And then, of course, MasterCard and Visa have raised transaction fees for many merchants, and those, of course, just get passed down along to the consumer. Uh, the number of restaurants adding service fees has increased by 34% because mm. and the fee revenue has doubled from April 2021 to April 2022. Yeah, fees, you know, um I, I you know, what the way that things just get passed on to the consumer, I mean aka that's called uh inflation. Um and uh you know, we talked about it uh a while ago on um, you know, there's just outright inflation where just you see prices go up. And by the way, restaurants are doing both. Yeah. Let's not yeah. act <laughs> like they're doing one or the, yes. the one or the other. They are doing both. I see it. Um, and uh, everyone is throwing these increases under the umbrella of inflation. And we'll have to see how some of these profit margins come in because Profit margins are not shrinking. Profit margins are going up. And so if you're raising prices and adding fees uh, because of all under the guise of inflation, then why are profit margins continuing to creep up and up and up? But we will see, we'll, we'll probably start seeing slowdown just in general simply because we're hitting some recessionary times. But it reminds me of taxes, too, mm-hmm. because they're just outright tax hikes where they just raise taxes. And then there's the stealth taxes yes where they just are giving you a internal 25 percent break and they just lower that uh or they raise oh yeah they lower that down or there's a threshold that they lower and it just causes you to have to pay more taxes and so that's what these restaurants and other services are doing with these increased fees that you necessarily might not catch and see versus a outright price hike yes but nevertheless it's there it is there and your dollar is worth less. And people don't notice it. You know, you might you might know that your riblets from Applebee's are mm, ten ninety nine uh, entree. Oh, and then you and notice it, and then you notice, you it's notice like a if it goes up to twelve ninety nine. Yeah, but you don't notice if they add a two dollar surcharge at the end because you, you just you see the ten ninety nine, and then taxes and fees and yeah. blah blah blah, and then you have yeah. to pay the you know you get the total. Reminds me of a uh, an airline that's called Spirit. Uh oh. So I've only flown Spirit once, and that was enough. 
but the way that they entice you. Actually, it's really not just just spirit. It's it's the way a lot of uh, merchants uh, and retailers will um, entice people who are overly price conscious, which everyone should be price conscious, but mm-hmm. overly price conscious where they'll see uh, something that's $300 and they're like, ooh, that's, that's high. Or and then they'll see something that's $99 and so they automatically think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the one that's $99 and not looking at the value behind it. Yeah. Because what Spirit does mm-hmm. is they'll have that low airline price, initial airline price of 99 bucks. But once you get there, you have to pay for a carry-on bag, by the way. A carry-on bag, you have to pay for upgrades on all of this stuff. Not even upgrades. You have to pay for just stuff that's just Having standard. A seat. And then by the time... Using the bathroom? Yes. And then by the time you get to what was really out of pocket, you could have had all that. It's, it's a lot of times it's more than what mm-hmm. the other one was was charging. Yes. And, then, and then on top of that, you know, Spirit cancels a lot of flights, but... Anyway, don't I digress. Get, don't get fooled by those starting at fees. Yes, you know, starting at prices. It's 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 like um, banks. Yes. Banks do the same thing where yeah. they'll have these teaser CD rates of you know four percent, but that's just for the first six months, and then it drops down, and then you're getting point zero seven percent. You know that's how they they entice you. That's why they are called enticements. Read the Boy, fine we took a print. long time on that. Uh, give us another story. All right, Miss Cheryl Sandberg has announced that she is leaving her role as chief operating officer of Facebook parent company Meta. (laughs) In a post on her Facebook profile, she said she would continue to serve as a member of Meta's board. Um, And uh, she said, I uh, really feel like the next generation of leaders are ready. It's been a long and great partnership with Mark. I really believe in the company and I'm staying on the board, but it's probably time for me to have more flexibility and more ability to do more things with my time. During her time at the company, she is actually the one responsible for building out the advertising side of the business, um, turning the free-to-access social media startup into one of the biggest advertising companies on the planet. Last year, the company reported $115 billion in advertising revenue. Mm. Recently, though, they've been getting some flack. Of course, we had the Cambridge Analytica uh, uh, scandal. Yep. There was some election stuff happening, misinformation, yep. things like that. And she's kind of been getting the brunt of the blame for that because she was in charge of the adver- advertising side. I of feel the like she's been getting the. Wahlberg has taken the brunt. She's- Zuckerberg? A Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, the Zuckerberg. other <laughs> Yeah, the other. Uh, that's funny. Yes. Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Yes. Not Wahlberg. Yes. Sorry, Wahlberg. Um, I think Zuckerberg has been taking. Uh, uh, he's taken a lot of the brunt, and you know she's. I think she has skated. Um, even though I think she was just as culpable of, of yeah. all those things too. But externally, um, he might have been taking the brunt, but internally, yes. apparently, allegedly, um, he blamed her and her team for the public fallout over some of that stuff. Yep, so makes there might have been some internal stuff happening that makes might have spread it. But um, uh, Miss uh, Sandberg just want to note that she has sold over twenty two million dollar uh, twenty two million shares of Facebook stock in her tenure for about. 12 or so years. $7 billion. That's correct. With a B. That's right. Yeah. It's called cash out when you can. That's right. I mean, and you, just, you, know, you can do that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's mm. just the way it is. There you go. Um, what else you got? One more. Treasury uh, Secretary uh, Janet Yellen, she said that she mm. was wrong a year ago when she anticipated that inflation would be, quote, a small risk, manageable, and not a problem. So in an interview with uh, CNN, she admitted that she misjudged the threat that inflation posed. She said there, of course, have been some unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices, uh, war in Ukraine, 
uh, supply problems, COVID in China causing uh, factories to shut down. Um, And so she said, looking ahead, core inflation is moving down, but prices remain high. The comments come after a White House meeting between Yellen, President Biden, and Fed Chair Jerome Powell talking about inflation. Um, Yeah, well, here's the deal with uh, Economist. Um, it's just like I say, no one knows what's going to happen, whether yes. it's the market market predictions, economic predictions. No one knows what's going to happen for every economist that out that exists. There is an equal and opposite economist that's on the other side. <laughs> yes, one one thing. Yes, one the other. The economy is going to go up or it's going to go down. Same with the thing with the market. And I don't know how many times I have to tell people this. No one knows. There are people whose livelihood depends on acting like they know. But no one really ever knows. Even Janet Yellen is saying, you know what? I was wrong about a year ago when I was, uh, you know, pretty certain that uh, we were going to be okay. And lo and behold, no, she does not know because no one knows, folks. Anyway, it's that Newton's fourth law for every uh, economist that exists. (laughs) There's an equal and opposite economist on the other side that says the same thing, the opposite thing. Yep. I'm telling you, I mean, economists were invented to make weather forecasters uh, and astrologers look good. There we go. Predictions. That's yeah. what they do. All right, D. Mm. thank you for that uh, news you can use. we got a little time, uh, but, you know, I still got to give people what, what they want. And generally what people want is the news you can't use. <laughs> If your dream wedding included a chapel in Las Vegas and Elvis Presley serenading and officiating the ceremony, you're out of luck. The licensing company that controls the name and image of the king is ordering the Sin City Chapel operators to stop using Elvis in themed ceremonies. How are people going to get married in Las Vegas if there's no Elvis to officiate? There won't. There will be a moratorium on uh, weddings in Vegas simply because uh, the king... Uh, it's not there to uh, won't be there anymore. That's uh, sad. One chapel, uh, actually, the city's wedding industry (laughs) generates uh, two billion dollars a year. Elvis-themed weddings represent a significant portion of that. One chapel, they said they're they're trying to make it work. They they changed from the Elvis impersonator to to into just rock and roll, (laughs) just a rock and roll themed Uh, wedding ceremony. It's not the same. It's not not at all. It's like no. Like, not at all. That's embarrassing. What are we doing here? Um, What are we doing here? Well, we're not doing anything because of the fact that uh, Elvis is no longer in the building. Woo, he has left the building. And that building, my friends, was Vegas. There you go. I know that was good. Thank you, Dave, for that news you can't use. And we all know what that music means. It means we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great week. And take it easy on this Sunday. Thank you for listening to The Marcus Warren Show. For more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255 or visit his website at talktomarcus.com. 
Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.